This is Laura Deirda with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Taylor Sarah, COO of the Orthopedic Surgery Center in Youngstown, Ohio. Taylor, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for having me, and I'm, I'm glad I can be here doing this. Now, before we jump into the questions, could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I've been at the Orthopedic Surgery Center for about seven years. I'm a native of, of Youngstown, Ohio, where our surgery center is located. I've spent most of my time over these past seven years developing and implementing our leadership's vision. Um, this includes physician growth, uh, expansion of service lines, primarily our musculoskeletal care service line, um, and then oversight of our new state-of-the-art ASC that opened in 2020. Oh, fantastic. Wow. So you had a surgery center open in 2020 and what a year for that, I'm sure, <laughs> with the pandemic. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was challenging to keep things on time and, and, and of course, uh, on budget, throwing in, you know, the, the challenges from the pandemic. I, I think um, strictly from, a, from a, a building standpoint, we were done in, in operating pre-pandemic, uh, but obviously had to make, you know, pretty rapid changes and adjustments as the onset of the pandemic came in, in early 2020. Overall, um, a, a very productive um, and successful year. Fantastic. I think my first question here is, what are your top three plans for the Orthopedic Surgery Center in 2021? So top three, revenue cycle management, potential expansion of our, our physical plan in, in, in addition of ORs. And then the third, which I'll probably spend the most time here discussing with you today, is prioritization of our culture. Um, so first, revenue cycle management, you know, I think making sure our team has the resources needed to manage our revenue cycle. You know, in, in 2021, we've seen some significant changes, um, you know, from insurance companies and in how uh, our, our revenue cycle is flowing. So I think being able to change um, and implement, you know, new processes that, that allow us to adapt to some of the changes that we're seeing in the environment um, that hopefully allows us to maintain a clean and efficient revenue cycle process as we go through the year, I, I think is, is, is very important. You know, seems, seems early on, like I said, we just opened um, at, the, at the beginning of, of 2020, but um, we've, we've done a, you know, a very good job in uh, recruiting um, physicians, uh, expanding service lines, and as CMS continues to change and, and, and potentially steer volume towards the outpatient ASC setting, specifically allowing uh, more procedures to be done in an ASC setting, um, total, you know, total knees came in 2020, uh, total hips came in 2021. And, you know, if CMS puts total shoulder arthroplasty on the ASC fee schedule um, that will continue to further expand and grow our orthopedic service line to where in order to maintain efficiency, um, we are considering, um, you know, expanding our operating rooms. Um, and, and, and third is, as I mentioned, continue to prioritize our culture. I think, you know, what we've seen in 2020 with the pandemic um, has, has, you know, raised the awareness in, in a couple of different uh, areas that I'll, I'll, I'll note here. And I think, you know, the first is, is what I want to call, you know, optimism and confidence. I think second is staff recognition. Third is, is 
communicating, um, and, and fourth would be engaging staff. Um, and, and I'd like to go into more detail on, you know, my thoughts on those, you know, those four areas within uh, our culture here. So, you know, I think, again, what we've, what we've experienced, what we've all experienced in 2020, I think from a leadership standpoint, you know, it's, it's, it's very important to continue to instill optimism and, and positivity in our environment, in our culture. And I think it's, it's twofold. I think there's, there's an optimistic approach um, to how, you know, leaders uh, should communicate and, and handle staff. But I think what we've seen um, this past year is, is, is there's a, there's a reality too. So I think it's understanding and being aware of there is some uncertainty. There's, there's going to be unfortunately some negativity. And I think um, as leaders, we need to continue to communicate, you know, positivity, but, but also understand that there may not be clear cut answers. And that's just the reality that we're living in today as, as leaders. So I think, I think it's very important for us to understand that um, so that we're able to deliver the best clear messages possible to our teams. Um, second, I think recognition has, you know, staff recognition has become more important to ever um, both staff recognition, frontline worker recognition, and, you know, recognition of our, of our physicians who are, who are um, all who are working um, so diligently and, and so hard. And I think it's, it's important to point out the, the dedication and, and commitment to, you know, all of these uh, healthcare practitioners and frontline workers providing excellent care continuously in, in a time of uncertainty and in, in, in some days, you know, what appears to be, uh, you know, a lot of hopelessness. So, um, you know, again, I think it, it, for leaders, the, the recognition piece has become even even more important. And I think the way that we can do that is is through communication. I think when you read about, you know, great leadership or, or have conversations with, with colleagues in similar roles, um, I think I think, you know, effective communication is is always something that comes up. And while I think a lot of leaders probably think they do a pretty good job with communication, or that's kind of on the top of their list of how they want to develop a culture, I think, again, 2020 has has raised that awareness even more of how important it is for leaders to become, you know, better communicators. And I think, you know, one thing that we did as a leadership group in 2020 was to increase the frequency of 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 ways to communicate. And I think, um, you know, more so than ever, we've realized, you know, the innovative tools that could be used um, to do this um, during, during the pandemic. Cause obviously we, we, we met less in person and less in, in, in groups and, and in, in tight, you know, spaces um, to maintain social distancing. So, you know, we've used obviously virtual means of, of communicating. And I think that technology allows you to, to do that more frequency and, 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 and even quicker to, to, to be more efficient and, and save time, um, but also deliver an effective message. And I think, you know, simply sending um, a text message to, you know, staff at the end of a day, an individual or a group of staff has proved to be effective. Um, the pandemic has, has caused, you know, I mentioned we, we had a very successful year from, from a healthcare business perspective, um, added service lines, we took care of a lot of individuals in our com- community um, with, with the service lines that we offer. Um, and I think our staff has worked extremely hard, you know, add in the pandemic, 
in, in our staff and our employees have worked through, you know, very uncharacteristic weeks and months. So, uh, you know, finding ways again to repeatedly communicate with them uh, and be visible to them as a leader, whether it's in person or virtually, or again, through a text message, I think the result of that increases productivity and instills, you know, a lot more confidence in staff. They're, they're aware of, you know, what is going on, changes that are being made, and, and of course, most importantly, what, you know, why they are being made. And so the last piece is, is you know, kind of goes off of, of decisions that are being made and why they're being made, and, and, and that's engaging staff. I think that the, the status quo um, of our organizational processes um, were, were definitely challenged and are being challenged during this pandemic. So I think engaging staff, getting their ideas, um, finding ways to use their ideas to implement new and updated processes has been has been very successful for us. And I think, you know, again, that, that results in um, improved productivity uh, in, in engaging and empowering our frontline work workers by, you know, taking their ideas that work and in, in implementing it into our, into our new processes. That's a great point, Taylor. Thank you so much for going through those three top plans, whether it's the revenue cycle management aspect of it or expanding your physical surgery center, which, you know, it, it bodes well for the business and then prioritizing your culture and, and really making sure employees and physicians know and understand how much you appreciate them and, and have clear direction, even though there is um, lots of uncertainty in, in operations today, I know with the pandemic. Now, I wanted to move on and ask you as well, what are three things that are keeping you up at night? Well, good question. And um, there's definitely quite a few of them. I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll limit it here to, to, to three. And, you know, simply the, those three areas are recruitment, both staff and, and, and physician recruitment. Um, I think the second would be, you know, payer contracts and, and insurance company practices. And then third is we don't have all the answers. Uh, leaders, I, again, I, I, you know, we don't have all the answers. Again, 2020 was challenging with 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 the pandemic and rules and regulations changing, um, you know, daily. Uh, I think first we have to uh, take a step back and, and realize we don't have the answers. You know, I'll go back to physician. You know, I'll go back to all three of these and give a little bit more detail. Physician recruitment. I think you know, as acquisitions continue to increase, um, competition. For, for surgeon um, definitely presents a challenge for us. Um, you know, the trend of, of hospital employment is is not going to go away um, for our physicians. Um, however, you know, over the past four years, we've had success in bringing, you know, four new orthopedic surgeons into our ASC. Uh, and we've also added uh, some additional service lines in, in plastic um, and reconstructive surgery, eye surgery, and some women's health services um, to our center. So, you know, I think, you know, if we take a step back and look at our five-year plan, look at our, our, our five-year vision, uh, we, we've had, you know, pretty great success in the, you know, physician and staff recruitment um, area. But I think, you know, it's, it's, it's changing daily. And I think it's, 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 it's going to be, um, you know, continue to be a priority for us and, and a challenge that we have to overcome. Physician contracts and, and you know, insurance company relations, I think continued conversation with your, you know, local contract managers or, or contract vice presidents in, in the areas is, is crucial. I think, you know, a lot of times 
you know, you don't necessarily agree on things, but I think it's important to have a constant, you know, constant communication, uh, constantly reviewing each other's uh, environment in, in its own market um, is, is, in my opinion, you know, extremely important. You know, we've already seen some new trends, uh, new rules uh, from insurance companies, uh, specifically regarding preauthorization and orthopedics. You know, it has caused some some issues in in our our flows and our and our processes. So I think continuously having those conversations and understanding things that are coming down the pipeline that are going to affect um, our internal you know processes is, is is extremely important to understand and know. Um, you know, third is as I mentioned, we we don't have all the answers, um, and I think it's important for leaders to understand this. I think it's important for leaders to surround themselves with you know, uh, a small group of, of the right people that, that assist them and in, in, in helping them work through some of these, um, you know, issues. So, you know, I think one of the benefits of being a privately owned physician ASC is that, you know, we're able to make changes quick and, and adapt very quickly. Um, during the pandemic, you know, on a micro level, we, we've had to go even faster. Um, and, you know, time has been spent from our leadership group, from myself on, on, you know, things that we don't, you know, normally necessarily spend time on. So I think it's, it's been even more important for us to, or for myself to, to, to surround, um, you know, myself around people who, who, who are effective, um, who can help. And I, and, and we've done that. Um, and, and I think we've, we've, we've been able to see the success through um, 2020 and hopefully we can continue that, you know, moving forward in 2021 and, and so on. So, you know, not only are we finding ourselves having to move at an even faster pace, the more challenging part to that that, you know, keeps me up at night is is the ambiguity that has entered this, you know, our operational strategy. Being pretty detailed and, and now not having a lot of the answers has, has, has been a challenge. And even more so, not being able to provide um, colleagues and team members, um, you know, detailed answers has again, has, has been bothersome. So, um, you know, I, I think we've done well. I think there's uh, area for improvement and I think, you know, continued, continued conversation and, and um, being able to consistently provide a clear message uh, to staff, to physicians is something that is going to be important. Um, and, and actually something that was in, you know, my top three plans for, you know, 2021. Got it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense and, and really hones in on some of the anxieties um, in particular that I'm sure a lot of ASC leaders and business leaders across the country are feeling. Um, I, I think when you were talking about recruitment of both staff and physicians, you made some excellent points on how the trends are going with consolidation, but also, you know, there is opportunities for some physicians out there who don't want to be employed by the hospital to join the surgery center. And then the payer contracts, as well as being able to have, you know, um, smart people around you, but also knowing that you don't have all the answers and, and being clear in communications on that seems like it's a really important thing for leaders to know and think about. Taylor, thank you so much for this fascinating discussion today. I really appreciate you being here and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate it.